Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Kowalski. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. All right. I like that you emphasized, (laughs) you were like, I'm Louisa Heron, as if someone else introduced themselves as a Heron. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Heron doesn't have a good... Uh, punchy opening uh, syllable. I have to go strong on my first name. Mm. Yeah, I also... Heron is a weird last name to say because it sounds like you're ashamed of it as you're saying it. <laughs> Mumble. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the word mirror where, like, no one says it right. I believe no one has ever pronounced the word mirror correctly. Although I did, uh, like, back in landline days when someone would call and I'd answer the phone because I was an idiot... And they would say, uh, is this Miss... Long pause. Uh, Haron? And I'm like, goodbye, and I'd hang up the phone, because of course you're a telemarketer if you don't know how to pronounce that name, which is an English it is, word. It is wild how many people have a problem pronouncing that name. Mm-hmm. I get it when people spell it wrong with one R, because that's the bird. I get it. Mm-hmm. When you can't pronounce it, like... Yeah. Double R only means one thing in our language. It's true. Has anyone ever pronounced it with a rolled R? <laughs> Uh, in my no. dreams, does that count? <laughs> that would be pretty all, good. All, all I'm gonna say is Antonio Banderas was a very popular movie star when I was a teenager, and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now, Jeff, I'm sure you don't have this problem, because everyone- You have the interesting situation where your name is a longer name, but everyone is already completely familiar with the name, so they know how to pronounce it. Nope. Growing up, I got a lot of- I got a lot of Kowalski. <laughs> Well, is that just a it's regional that thing? Different. Uh, it might be. I mean, in, in that the region I was from didn't have people with Eastern European last names, and it didn't have people who had ever heard of Tennessee Williams. Also, maybe. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm from the place where Matt lives now, and so he is an expert in it. Yeah, it's true. I'm bathing in it right now. <laughs> so soaking up that water energy. Matt recalls. Yeah. Matt records all his uh, podcast recordings from a tub filled with uh, red sauce and gravy. Yeah. It's true. I have to stay perfectly still at all times to keep from sloshing. <laughs> oh man, I gotta stop looking I- at these pictures of Ganon. We were talking about Ganon earlier. <laughs> There's so many. Variations of Ganon. Enough of that. Is is Ganon the sexiest video game villain? Discuss. Have you played mm. Ring Fit Adventure? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Is it? Are you going to talk going. about that big demon? That big demon. <clears throat> like I think Ring Fit Adventure is the most intentionally horny game Nintendo has ever made by a significant margin. Hmm. Um, every That's weird. every person I, I mentioned this to one of my friends who just got it, and uh, they responded, "Yep, every character in it is a himbo." <laughs> And that's okay. 100% true. The <laughs> boss you have is, the like, final boss is just a big dragon who's always doing push-ups. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, have you considered uh, Pikmin as the horniest game that Nintendo ever created? Hmm. I haven't. We all know Olimar's putting those things up his butt, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you shouldn't have. They do oh, have man. a flared base. No! (laughs) (laughs) If if you count shoulders as a flared base. (laughs) You would crush those flowers, though. You know it. Oh, yeah, I would crush those flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's just getting worse. 
Uh, what about Bowser? People are also uh, strangely horny for Bowser. And Bowser and Ganon have a lot of um, physical uh, similarities in certain incarnations of Ganon. Yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid who was very into video games still sometimes having a hard time remembering they were different people. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they're, they're both, like, there's that, the there's, like, the Japanese monster of just a beast who's, mm-hmm. like, sort of pig and dog and demon all at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they're both that, yeah. They're both that. Like, uh, <laughs> Bowser is, like, a dog and a dragon and a turtle and just generically, like, mammalian beast. I guess the question is, why do people like it? Um, because their parents were distant. <laughs> oh, good, okay. we solved it. <laughs> yeah. So they want to be dominated by a turtle? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that always confused me as a kid is people would call him Bowser, but also at the time still King Koopa, and I'm like, are they the same guy or are they different guys? He's yeah, Bowser, he's king guy. of the Koopas, first of his name. We all know now. <laughs> yeah, we know now. Now we know. But we still don't know about his lineage, because who are his kids and which ones are uh, just like... Henchmen? He, on- he only has one kid, and it's Bowser Jr. The rest of them are henchmen. Yeah, so the rest of them are bastards. Right. No, they're, they're acknowledged his- bastards. Yeah, they're his wards. Okay. Um, they're all his I- future uh, Robins. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. for Batman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it's really weird that, um, like, the nickname Bowser was the American name, but with Peach, like, that was her Japanese name, and Princess Toadstool, the title, was the American name. It seems like like they would have been Bowser and Peach in Japan, and then they would have Americanized it by making it King Koopa and Princess Toadstool. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Does does Japan use the word Bowser? Uh, I think that now everyone uses uh, all of the terms, but he's still usually, like, his name will be uh uh, King Koopa. His name will be written in the stars. <laughs> That's the ending of Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, that is kind of the ending of Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. That's Word. not a joke. Uh, I guess his, his name is usually just Koopa. Yeah, I don't That's, like that. That's no, weird. that can't be right. In in Japan, you mean his name yeah. is Koopa? Yeah. So then what do they call all the little turtle man? They're Koopa Troopas. They're his troopers. Oh man, are they just hired, contracted uh, soldiers? Are oh, they now we're getting related? into Brian David Gilbert territory. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's no good. <laughs> did that video about the military? So hierarchy. instead of that, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh boy, I did a bunch of stuff. Um, should I talk about sitting in a chair for nine hours and doing a puzzle yesterday, or should I talk about getting the new harmonics game Fuser? Uh, I feel like we can do the first one real quick, and then you can get into the second one. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I, I went to Target uh, before my grocery shopping, and I saw on the shelf uh, a puzzle from the Magic Puzzle Company, which is a, like a company that kickstarted these special cool puzzles with original art and unique die cuts. Mm-hmm. Um and it was 20 bucks, which is a little more expensive than other thousand piece puzzles, but I did it yesterday and it's really good. Uh, first you do the puzzle, um, and then like when you're finished, you open a second pouch and it tells you how to like rearrange the pieces to create a like new section of puzzle for you to fill in. Ooh, uh, huh. They That's call really cool. it, yeah, it was very cool. They call it the twist ending. Um, I liked that quite a bit, and I like the art on it as well, and I like that some of the puzzle pieces are shaped in completely unique ways. Um, like, there's just one puzzle piece that is, like, 
four times, like, it's uh, the size of four of them put together. Hmm. I don't, huh. I, there's not really any explanation for it, it's just, like, one of them is bigger. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That could be cool. Yeah. Alright, I have several questions. Number one, um, Jeff, have you started taking some kind of medication that is for people who have uh, ADD, but you don't have ADD, so you're just, like, hyper-focused now, and that's why you can sit down and do a whole puzzle in one sitting? No, I think I might have ADHD, but I need to wait until the neuropsych tests are happened for me. Um, if you can sit down and do an entire thousand-piece puzzle in one sitting, I don't think you have ADHD. <laughs> nope, that's the thing. The types are, uh, like, one of the things of it is when your brain finds something stimulating, that's all you can do. Mm. Um, yeah, if you it's... go low enough on uh, paying attention to things, you actually max out. <laughs> you go all the way around the back. <laughs> that's why I can't stop doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're just obsessive about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I mean, I see it with my students, too. They, like, they can't focus for more than five minutes on schoolwork, but, like, they will absolutely, from 6 p.m. until 4 o'clock in the morning, play Fortnite without stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Could you, could you write a Fortnite mod that puts math problems on the side mm-hmm. of buildings mm-hmm. or whatever? Ooh, probably. They have creative Fortnite. mode now. And then behind a building, who's that? It's the number cruncher frog. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's the fourteenth president of the United States, John Quincy Adams. <laughs> is he the fourteenth? Absolutely, I think he's the eighth. Just, yeah, that's fine. Fourteenth is right before Lincoln, like two before Lincoln. So yeah, yeah. so now I'm we lost. know. I'm now, two before- we, now we all know who it is, and none of us have to say it. Yeah, that's right. Two two before Lincoln, and you'll be winking because you know who it is. <laughs> Lincoln before two, you're in deep poo. No, no. <laughs> no? No. Uh, Not good. Anyway, I also listened to a book while I was doing this, and it was a 17-hour book, and now I only have seven seven hours and 50 minutes of it left. Uh, okay, it's called, I need to... Oh, sorry, go on. It's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, and it's quite enjoyable. Oh, I've okay, heard now, good things I, from somebody about the audible version of that. Justin McElroy, I believe. Okay. Okay. I said I was. I had two questions, and I, if I don't do the second one, people will go crazy. So okay. here's the second yes. question. All right. Now that you've finished making this puzzle, did you just scoop all of the pieces into the garbage? <laughs> because that's what I <laughs> think I need to do anytime I do a puzzle. Yeah, you uh, defeated the puzzle. <laughs> like, now that I've finished it- What are you going to do with that puzzle? What else can you do with it? <laughs> I mean, well- it's a, all, it's a very beautiful piece of art, so I could get it framed, but I think what I'm going to do is disassemble it, put it back in the pouches, and give it to Chris and Leah to do. Yeah, that's okay, nice. That's, that's what you fair. do with a puzzle. You pass I it mean, on to friends. Listen, Chris and Leah are my good friends, but giving things to them is a lot like scooping them into the garbage. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They love to throw away their possessions uh, wantonly. Don't we all? Isn't that the most freeing feeling you ever have? Is like, mm. I'm just throwing away this whole bag full of stuff. Yes, but Sometimes. I have to reach that point where I'm like, fuck this stuff, and then it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> but until yeah. that point, I'm like, oh no, I what live I in that point. You need to get there? That's why like every day. No, I might need this empty bottle for something. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to pee in it if you can't ever leave your room again. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, is becoming a possibility. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, the other thing that I've been doing for uh, significantly more hours, but not consecutively, uh, is playing Fuser, the new harmonics game, which is just Drop Mix, the video game. Mm, now- is there a... 
Is there a plot to the game? Uh, I mean, in in as much as there is one for rock band, like, you're a DJ, and you meet other DJs, and they teach you how to do DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the thing about Drop Mix is, I think it's a great idea, everyone got super excited about it, but the few times I played it, there wasn't a whole lot of music, and most of it was newer stuff that I wasn't familiar with, but not, like, the newest stuff, so it was in a weird gray area for me, and I didn't enjoy yeah. it a whole lot. So this is better, uh, you say. Uh, well... It's hard because I don't think it's as varied as Drop Mix. Like, Drop Mix had a lot more, like, weird heavy metal stuff that you could mix in. And this one has a little bit of that, but not, like, to the same degree. It it, it does seem to be more EDM-focused, but it also has, like... Uh, like, Hot Stuff by Donna Summer is one of the starting tracks that you have, which is pretty cool. Um, it's, like, really awesome to mix that in over, like, Party Rock Anthem. Oh, yeah, toot toot beep beep, that works with so many things, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's very fun, and one of the interesting things about it is Harmonix seems to, like, now that they have the opportunity to have characters who talk to you, they seem to care about, like, designing cool characters and writing them to have personalities, since Mm. previously it's just like, "Mm, it's going to be a text box that tells you you're playing a concert in England now. Yeah. Um, But now these DJs, since they, like, look at you and talk to you, all have personalities. So is there a game to it? Like, do you get points for playing a good mix somehow? Yes, uh, you get points for... So the best... You have to keep the crowd's attention, which means you have to be changing it up every so often. And you can't just drop the uh, discs in whenever. You have to do it on, like, a pickup that is, like, denoted on your music track or on the downbeat. And if you mm-hmm. miss if you miss the, like, right spot to drop it, they, they will dislike that and you'll lose score. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds yeah. complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's sort of like any other rhythm game where you have to hit buttons in time, except you're deciding which buttons and when the time is. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little strange, um, but I don't know, I'm liking it so far and I'm interested to see what they do with it. And have you gotten I, any of the extra packs? Yeah, I bought, <laughs> I bought the, like, Founders pack where it came with the 25 initial DLC songs. Jesus Christ, isn't that like a hundred dollars? Yeah, it was sad. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm feeling sad, I look at my bank account and I'm like, do I feel sad enough that I can afford to buy this vid- video game, or do I only feel sad enough that I should go get a bagel or something? <laughs> yeah, capitalism. That's what late-stage capitalism is. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that's been my week is I've been, uh, spiraling out of control <laughs> with obsessions. Uh, I was Lisa, about to say, no, looking at ahead. this list, I was about to say, looking at this list of DLC for Fuser, that none of it is appealing to me at all. But then I got to Tone Loke's Funky Cold Medina, and now I'm back on board. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I love using, <laughs> it's fun to use the guitars from that, because they sound very rockin'. <laughs> Oh yeah, aren't the guitars sampled from something older? But I, I don't know what though. I'm I think so. Them, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you also uh, one of the ones is there. Um, Can I kick it by a Tribe Called Quest, which famously samples uh, "Walk on the Wild Side," mm. so oh, you yes. can kind of have that cool groovy bass line. It's pretty good. Um, why is it that Harmonix puts puts Evanescence's whiny song "Bring Me to Life" in every game they do? That song <laughs> sucks. It's 
Hmm. I <laughs> agree that I stumped you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree that it's a like it's not a good song, mm-hmm. but I think that it's a song that's interesting because some of the pieces of it are good. It's just less than the sum of its parts. I don't even think any of the pieces of it are good. I remember when it first came out going to a karaoke and every week there would be some musical theater girl who had dragged her shitty boyfriend along to do the duet and he would be stumbling through not really knowing the words just so she could get to the opera part that she really (laughs) wanted to do and she'd clearly practiced for like a thousand hours and I was like, oh, this is everything that's the worst about karaoke. (laughs) Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a karaoke mainstay. Uh, I think those it's vocals are good, like, and it's fun it's, to drop the guitar in there under something else. It's like someone scientifically set out to make the worst karaoke song. <laughs> like, they were like, what is everything that sucks about going to karaoke? Can we get it all in one song? And they did, yeah. so I guess that's an achievement. <laughs> I'm, I'm really... I would be interested... They've never released the original mix of that song without the rap break the, in it. The Snyder Cut? Yeah, I want the Snyder Cut to bring me to I life. want this song to have 15 minutes more Superman. <laughs> yeah, I need Superman to laser somebody's nuts off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now I'm on board again. <laughs> uh, Louisa, what'd you do this week? Uh, this week I started making the fermented peppers that I'm going to be using to make hot sauce. I don't remember if I talked about any of this last week. I hadn't started it yet. No, you didn't. Okay. You did not. Uh, but I had been thinking about it for a while. Um, so this is an interesting thing. It's really hard. We've talked about with Matt's uh, meat curing. It's hard to sort of control how something rots, I guess. Yep. Yes. <laughs> in a good way. You want it to rot in the good way and not in the bad way. So. Have you considered going insane and learning an entire programming language so you can build a machine to do it for you? <laughs> Uh, I haven't yet, but we might get into super quarantine soon, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, so what you do with peppers is, uh, you put them in a jar with brine, which is just salt water, and then you, uh, make sure that they don't get exposed to oxygen. So you have to, like, put a, a bag of water on top to keep all the peppers down <laughs> under the brine, and then yep. they start to ferment in their own lactic acid, and the, uh, mixture gets real cloudy, which it's starting to do, which is very exciting, because I was good. I feel like a lot of old-timey cooking revolves around one of the main ingredients being thyme. Yes, that is very true. I got from a friend, I got a, um, have you guys heard of this thing that's been going around, the Amish friendship bread? Mm-hmm. No. Yes, I've um, had some. It, it's sort of like uh, a yeasted banana bread, um, oh. but you you need to have like a starter like a sourdough to make it right huh. and the way it, the way it works is when you make it like you you get four portions of the starter at the end of your week or, or two weeks of of preparing it so you built you make a bread with one and give three of them away to friends that's why it's friendship bread anyway yeah. uh, i made one this week but uh, i I, as I was doing it, I was looking at it and I was like, wow, people had a lot of free time <laughs> on their hands. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm excited to eat this bread in two and a half weeks, I guess. Yeah. Reading old recipe books, there's a ton of like, uh, and put them in a large crock and then keep that out of the sun for three months. You're like, oh man, <laughs> I guess if you had nothing else to do in the winter, you would go back and be like, hooray, I have vinegar now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I wish I wish that kitchen still had proving drawers. Yes. I mean, you could put yeah. stuff just on top of your fridge in, like, a box. Because it gets hot That's what I end up doing, but it's not the best. That's true. Mm. And why don't you just buy a proving cabinet? Why don't you make I a mean, proving cabinet, you coward? Yeah, why don't you, you make doing, a proving yeah. cabinet, coward? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, but you want it to be dark in there, too. And, like, even if I wasn't using it for proving, for stuff like pickling or whatever, like, that would be a good little space for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... But it doesn't exist. Uh, you can do it, I bet, though, with a heating uh, coil and a bread box. <laughs> I could do anything with a heating coil and a bread box. Oh, the things I can do with a heated coil and a bread box, you'd be disgusted. <laughs> uh, so, um, one of the things that all the recipes told me about fermenting peppers is they will start to smell good, and if they're spoiling, they will start to smell bad. And that's kind of all the information you get, but then... How do you know what it smells like if it's airtight? Mmm, checkmate. Well, the jar isn't airtight. You keep that, uh, uh, the lid, you keep the lid on loosely for the jar so that gases can get out, but the peppers are underwater, so they don't get any oxygen, is the idea. Ah, I see. I gotcha. Yep. So, it does smell good. They say if it smells bad, it'll smell like like garbage. Like, it'll smell like something rotting. But if it smells good, it smells like pepper relish, but like pasta sauce, kind of, and kind of like Whoa. cheese. It's incredibly hard to describe, but it is a good food smell. It feels like the line between those two smells is razor thin, and I'm not <laughs> sure I would be comfortable trusting my own judgment. Yeah, same. The bad and the good, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> No, I think you would. Like, if you open a jar of peppers from, like, pepperoncinis from the store, it smells good, but it has, like, a challenging smell to it, right? But, like, <laughs> like you did also... This, coward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you did also say it smells a little like cheese, and the thing about most cheese is that it smells really bad. <laughs> That's yeah. fair, but I'm talking about, like, a hard uh, cheddar or a parmesan where it doesn't have that much of, like, a... Now, uh, parmesan? Yeah, parmesan's does parmesan does smell rind. and taste a little bit like puke. In yes, a good but way, in a good but way. it does. That's the thing, you have to know. You, you have to yeah, know your cheese will have to know it's a good way. Here's what I'm saying. Some days I will be, like, on my third bowl of cereal, and then Jen comes down and is like, hey, this milk is very spoiled, and I'll be like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I really took to heart a recipe book that I read like 10 years ago that said, hey, trust yourself. Don't worry about expiration dates because you know if milk's bad or not. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. I do. I don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about expiration dates ever again. But I know that's not true for everybody. (laughs) So it's not really good universal advice, I guess. Like, I know it tastes weird. (laughs) I get it. But I don't really care until I suddenly am like, oh, that's what's happening. (laughs) My body's slowly being poisoned. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like, if you drink spoiled milk, it's just just tastes bad. It's not poison. You're not going to get food poisoning from it. Unless it's very spoiled. Yeah, that's true. Your body can recover from a lot of things. People used to drink that, like, booze spoiled milk in Scotland in, like, medieval times. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, fermented milk drinks, right? Yeah, there are. Not just in, um... so foul, though. Not just Kefir. There's a fermented one. Yeah, there's a fermented one in the Mediterranean, right? Yeah. Kefir is, like, a Russian Eastern European, uh, it is (laughs) similar to yogurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it is fermented milk. Is it alcoholic at all? Uh, I I mean, I don't think, like, technically. 
I thought there is was a, kef- an alcoholic it, one in China. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, is maybe. it related to kefir limes at all? I think it's the uh, region. I think it's like Middle uh, Eastern people are being called that. Kefirs. Is that right? Oh no! I, no, I have to look it up. Uh, it's they put these grains in milk, and the grains uh, ferment in the milk. Yeah. Um, sounds okay. I could get into that. Although, maybe I'm just thinking of rice pudding. It's no higher than, like, 2% alcohol. Okay. And that's, like, that's the highest. Where, and that's where 2% milk comes from. Yeah. <laughs> so you could drink, like, a ton of this and get completely wasted. But then you'd probably barf. Oh, I can? Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yes, you may. And I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I looked it up. Apparently, the word kefir is extremely problematic, so we should probably oh, no. not be using it. Yeah, I mean, but there's no other name for this milk. That's true, and they're spelled differently, so I don't know the <laughs> ethics involved. But uh, apparently, you're not supposed to say kefir limes, so I won't. What is it called instead? Uh, Thai limes. Thai limes. Okay, I'm gonna have to learn that because oh, uh, that's, that's spelled literally... different. Yes, it is spelled different, but apparently it's from the same uh, Arabic mm, root. I see. Huh. Okay, I will try my best to remember this. Yes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I got distracted. Uh, no, so this pepper mash smells like uh, like a like a good Italian deli. When you open the door, you're like, hmm, there's some good smells in here. That's what it smells now, like. Now, is it a graveyard smash? Oh, because I said mash. I'm like, let me figure out how to scratch. <laughs> yeah, I was. I just thought you were doing a non sequitur like we usually do when we bring up the Universal Monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's filled with sarcophagus juice. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be <laughs> eating. <laughs> I can't believe that we all, as a nation, decided that we wanted to drink that money so bad. It's I still love great. that shit. I love yeah. that shit because it's harmless. Like, say you're going to eat Tide Pods, but some people are like, hey, no, stop making jokes. You're not supposed to eat this Tide is, Pods. This is the problem, though, because I firmly believe that trolling is bad and harmful to society and no one should do it, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's so funny. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, there's different levels of trolling. There's trolling like, hey, I'm gonna uh, campaign for and vote for a fascist to own the libs. And then there's trolling like, quote tweeting news about a mummy and being like, I want to drink that mummy's juice. <laughs> and that's fine, because I think that it's uh, speaking to a like honest, vulnerable, visceral reaction we have to seeing something that looks like it tastes good, even though it definitely doesn't. Yes, I All agree. I'm saying is the kinds of people who need to understand that distinction are also the kind of people who won't, and so I think we all just need to be no. over-trolling. <sighs> no, the reason people troll is because of people like you are like, no, some people are gonna believe this for real. No one's gonna believe it for real. Fuck that. No, that's not what I'm saying, Louisa. <sighs> I'm saying, saying that if I'm saying when we troll, we open the door to people trolling in the way that Jeff's talking about, where they just become Nazis to own <sighs> us. I guess, mm-hmm. but at that point when they're like, ah, I'm saying it ironically, you're like, no, you're not, though. But when I say I'm going to drink sarcophagus juice, I am saying it ironically, because I'm not going to do that. Mm, I'm not saying it ironically, because I think it does look tasty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I won't so drink it, but... That, that, that is ironic. If I guess you a glass of that juice, you wouldn't drink it. Right, but, but I don't want think to. Yeah, I <laughs> to though. I exactly. I think that the reaction of "Ooh, I want to eat that like geode or whatever" is not someone saying that looks so disgusting that I don't want to eat it. They're saying like, "I know that I can't 
eat or drink that, but it does look like delicious food. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where the irony comes in. It comes in between the speaker and the listener uh, understanding the way the speaker is talking about it. Mm, as it's a like metaphor. dramatic irony. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem with that is that you can't explain irony to somebody who already doesn't get it. And people- Watch me. Well, no, but like, <laughs> if they, they're not going to get it from you yelling it at them more. And like- That, that won't just, stop me from yelling. That is such a bad defense for terrible things- We had a friend in college whose name I will not mention, who oftentimes would say, like, provably incorrect things, and then I'd be like, what are you saying? That's just not true. And then he'd be like, haha, I'm just trolling. And I would be like, no, you're not. That's not- you can't do that every time you're wrong. But he did. (laughs) He did every time. Are you talking about me? Is it me? (laughs) Oh, no, it's Jeff. No, it's not Jeff. (laughs) Oh, good. <laughs> I bet Jeff does know who I'm talking about. Though. No, don't try you, to figure it out. No, I, I won't try to figure it out because he did not narrow it down. That is how every man between the age of 19 and 34 behaves. That's the thing also. I think when uh, sometimes women or other marginalized groups will say things like, oh, we're going to hex the moon. And they were like, don't, don't do that. That's wrong. It doesn't work anyway. Like part of the reason they're saying it is because people are going to take it way too seriously. And they're like, well, fuck you then. This is what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. But I don't know how you do it without opening the door to bad shit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I have too much though. Like you have to find a line within yourself and within your friends. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like there's no point at which I'm gonna drink that mummy juice crosses over into like Nazis bullying people, but like I'm gonna hex the moon absolutely does because the people who take you seriously are one, people who take their belief in hexing the moon too seriously, and two, people who think you're serious and hate you and want to put you in camps about it. Yeah. Yeah. There there's all of the weird shit going on in the world right now of people being like, "No, it's fine for me to use an automatic rifle to shoot a person through the head because they said that they'd ask the devil to kill me." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, hold on." <laughs> Mm, but I would ask yeah. the devil to kill you yeah, and he exactly. would do it. That's what I'm saying, and to some people those are equivalent aggressive acts, and that is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't say that uh, making jokes about it's asking the devil to kill somebody is uh, uh, that therefore not allowed, is what I'm saying. Mm, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I feel like it's just, the problem is that all of the people who need to understand the distinction that we're making are the people who won't. Yeah, that's fine. I just don't <laughs> yeah. talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, agreed. Yeah, but then they kill you. No. Well, no. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as, I'm, as long as I'm remembered for being uh, a an irony-poisoned loser. <laughs> <laughs> he died as he lived. <laughs> Working for ten hours on a puzzle. <laughs> Uh, so my peppers are coming along great. I'm going to be making hot sauce. I'm going to be sending you guys hot sauce. So you're going to have to put yeah. your money where your mouth is and eat some of this fucking hot sauce. Oh man! I yeah, did, I'm ready to. Whenever I'm ready whenever to drink I, your sarcophagus juice and die, Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I get pepperoni pizza, I just dip it full on in hot sauce, and it's the best pizza you can have. Now, what kind of hot sauce do you use for this? Usually Frank's Red Hot, hmm. but I'll I'll use whatever's on hand. Like I the buffalo recent- wing preparation of Frank's Red Hot or straight up hot sauce? 
Just straight up original hot sauce. This is challenging to me. <laughs> no, I, I I like regular hot sauce. I recently got hot sauce that says it's for pizza. Like it has. It's <laughs> I hot thought sauce. I was a monster. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> no, I I do this all the time. I've always I put hot sauce on pizza one hundred percent of the time. But I recently started trying this because it's like crushed red pepper hot sauce. So it's like for oh, pizza. Okay. It's, it's really like very good. Hot sauce. Okay. That it has sounds, like substance and bad. flavor to it. it I don't sounds know. Bad to me. Uh, <laughs> this is. The I, thing. I, I was I was skeptical, but it's it's got like a viscosity that I find very nice, and it's not distractingly vinegary like normal hot sauce. Ooh, but I like that. Here's the thing. What I want out of my hot sauce is like, you know how Papa John's has those little tubs full of uh, margarine and garlic salt that everyone is so horny for? Yes. God, Um, I miss it. I used to like that, but it kind of makes your heart race if you eat it too much. Jeff, so you I say want- you miss it, but you can make it with literally two ingredients. Yeah, That's but true. it's not the same. It is like, the yeah, same. Yeah, I, I could make Chick-fil-A at home, but, like, it's well, not the same. that's complicated. Like, that's a totally different thing. This is literally melting some margarine and putting some garlic salt into it. <laughs> mm, but that sounds gross. If I get it in a little pre-sealed plastic tub from Papa John's next to a little green pepper... <laughs> Our local Papa John's is wild about whether or not they will include that garlic sauce, and so when they don't, uh, I just make it and give it to Jen, and I'm like, here you go. And she cannot tell the difference, so... (laughs) I decanted Mm. it for you into a nice little dish. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't don't lie to her and say this is from the store. (laughs) Okay. I thought she would fly into a rage if she didn't get it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, she's very she's very picky about uh, which fast food condiments she'll eat. Yeah, actually, that is true about Jen. She is she, she is mega into the Popeyes blackened ranch. Yeah, I do like that. Too. That is so their best good. dipping it's sauce. So good. But oh, now, God. now she cannot have ranch dipping sauce from anywhere else because it's not the same. And I get it, but also, you yeah. know, you know what I like on a pizza crust? I like just a little, uh, like a dab on my plate of um, uh, Caesar dressing so i can dip my crust in that caesar dressing Ew, caesar though that's mm. a weird dressing to choose no it's very italiany no it's not i, like I say it. that but it's not but it's also, definitely it's not it's i mean good. i'll dip i'll dip my pizza crust into like a balsamic vinaigrette if it's there Ooh, la la. yeah very fancy. check out friggin friggin gordon ramsay over here <laughs> yeah that's that's italian though hey that's italian <laughs> Mamma mia! Sauce line. Yeah. <laughs> Our pizza hot sauces. It's yeah. got a picture of Paul Newman on it with a, yeah. a big mustache. <laughs> there already are. I know. Wait, that's the joke that, I'm making. Uh, okay, can, okay. I, can I point out that if we called our line of salad dressings "Hey, that's Italian," mm-hmm. we'd have to have it be spelled "Hey, comma that's a apostrophe t a l i a n." Yes. <laughs> hey, that's Italian. We're going to have a line of 12 dressings and none of them are going to be Italian dressing. Yeah, it's all it's going to be balsamic vinaigrette, Caesar, French. Uh, like something Asian, called American? Asian ginger sauce because fuck them, that's all. Yeah. I love for it. All those, for all those people who say spaghetti is Chinese, who will have, uh, yeah. like, Asian flavor dressing. God. For all those people who call Italian dressing gravy. No. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, one of them will just be tomato sauce. 
Balsamic dressing looks more like gravy than a lot of gravies do, to be fair. That's true. That's true. And also, you can put a little balsamic vinegar in your gravy, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Also, you brush them on a chicken before you roast it. Gets a good brown Ooh. color to it. Ooh, yes. Gets a uh, good brown what color. this week, though? Uh, I spent most of the week refreshing store pages to try to buy a fucking PlayStation 5, which mm-hmm. I still have not been able to. Uh, and I don't know that we want to get into that because I will be angry and that's not always funny. Yeah. Now, uh, what is a PlayStation 5? Yeah, so PlayStation <laughs> came out with a new console. Uh, it's that huge, has- I hear. Like, ridiculously big. Yeah, everyone wants one. It's huge. It's <laughs> <laughs> Louisa, did you see that article about how the designer was like, it's not as big as I wanted it to be. I designed it it to be way bigger and they made me make it smaller. No, I didn't see that. That's crazy. (laughs) Why? So the fact that it's intentionally this like obelisk that's twice as large as the PlayStation 4 (laughs) is so funny to me. I'm certain that when I get it, I will be upset at how big it is. But in the abstract, I love how big it is. Yeah, I love that we've gone from, like, uh, haha, Xbox too big, to, like, no, the PlayStation 6 needs to be a a room in my house. You need to rent a truck to buy this thing from the store. (laughs) Fuck you. I remember when they fir- when the computer companies first started making consoles, and they're like, it's not a computer, don't worry, it's just like a super good gaming console. And now they're like, fuck you, it is a computer, and it's bigger than your computer. Yeah. Great. <sighs> yeah, that new Xbox is just a computer tower. It's true. I hate it. No, it's good, though. <sighs> it's good, and um, I really want one, even though I don't really have anything to do with it like mm-hmm. i just want it you know what i mean you know how yeah. that happens sometimes yeah jeff yeah. bought a bunch of music for the same reason for his video game oh yeah there you go yeah i just um, wanted it it's to soothe the pain in my soul that comes from uh not living my life to the fullest yeah <laughs> get him uh, so anyway that's not that interesting <laughs> Uh, apparently they released, I think I told you guys before, but they released like 6,000 new consoles on launch day and on launch day on eBay, there were 5,000 new listings for PlayStation fives. Damn. So like those weird, uh, internet bots that just mine stores for data or whatever, like just took them all. So that sucks. And it feels like uh, Sony should probably do something about that, but they're not. Damn. <clears throat> so anyway, instead mm. of that, uh, I will talk about, I've been, well, I watched all of Taskmaster, so thank you for the recommendation, Jeff. <laughs> oh my You're god. You're welcome. I'm, I'm still on series three out of ten. Yep. Hold on, Matt, uh, how dare you say that Jeff is uh, too focused on one thing when you watch an entire run of a TV show in less than a week? Well, between the fact that I work out a computer that can also play things while I'm working, and the fact that I've been working on a secret project lately that involves a lot of computer time. Uh, I just have been sitting in front of a computer all day, every day, so, yeah. That's fair. And I guess it is a British show, so each season probably has three episodes. Yeah, Yeah. there's only five episodes (laughs) per season for most of the seasons, and um, it's, like, extremely good TV to have on in the background while you're doing other stuff, so. That's true. Um, But I also have started listening to, and giving it a try, the HeadGum podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Have you guys heard of this podcast? No. I've heard of it, but I have been reticent to start it because I'm so far behind on podcasts that I already want to listen to. (laughs) That's fair. And I'm not sure that I'm going to get very into this one, but I thought I'd give it a shot. So the premise of it is the host presents a certain category of things 
and then everyone does a fantasy draft like you would for sports, but for that thing. So, for instance, I just listened to an episode that was sandwiches, and they just go through and each person drafts a sandwich, and you get a five-sandwich team, and the, the and then they put out a poll to say who has the best team of five sandwiches, and somebody wins. Hmm. Um, so it's mostly just listening to comedians discuss their favorite things, and it's actually quite nice. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get into it, but I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah, that's, I think, I think that's everything we consume currently. Yeah, that's true. I think that this podcast may be the thing that started the Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich controversy from a few years ago. Oh, okay. Is it? Uh, I don't know if it, I mean, they are talking about a hot dog as a sandwich in this episode, and no one is like, oh, like that internet thing. So I think this may be the start of it, but I don't know. I think that, I I think we all agree on whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not, and we're going to silently acknowledge that we all have the same opinion about it. <laughs> yep, I agree. Yes. Uh, oh, we're gonna okay. be silent from now on? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, does anyone have anything else to say about that, or should we get into the... Yeah, uh, so I I have a similar problem to last week with the wiki roll. Uh-oh. The f- initial roll is for Fanon Wiki. <laughs> oh god. Which is, is just, like... page. It is, here's one of the featured articles is World War Three, and it's a map of North America, it's a map of the US and Canada, and it looks like an electoral votes map, uh, as if the US has taken over Canada, and then Canada helped elect a president, a Republican, I guess. Fuck this. Uh, and then, uh, so I, I had a re-roll if we don't want to do more goddamn Fanon, but without any specificity. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. Uh, the other one is Tibia, which is another free-to-play browser-based MMO. Oh, damn! I thought it was going to be about bones. Yeah, oh man, that would be way better if it was about bones. Uh, personally, I think Fan and Wiki is going to be more entertaining than this, like, uh, Z-tier RuneScape. That's true, but is it going to be extremely about people trying to start a fascist kid? Yeah, I don't want to talk about fascists again. We've done a couple of those, and I hate it. Uh, one of them is uh, someone imagining that three years ago they made a mobile game version of Burger Time. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with people? <laughs> People are thinking so small in their imagination. I know. <laughs> oh man! What if phone that wasn't available in green did come in green though? What if I could it's, get my phone in green? God, it's so depressing. <laughs> like uh, I don't, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, what happened to kids these days? Have no imagination. But at the same time, it's like. 50 years ago, people in their 20s were, like, eating LSD by the fistful and imagining, like, uh, what if green could talk? And now, now we're just like, we don't do any drugs, and we're just like, what if this old game came out again? What if the green M&M married me? (laughs) No, see, that's good! That's the stuff I like! Yeah. No, that's no good. That's more. That's more like. That's much better than like. What if there was a bejeweled four? Yeah. I think Jeff is just presenting an argument for the legalization of LSD at this point. Oh, sure. did you Why hear not? that? Oh, did you hear that? Alongside uh, marijuana, uh, the law in Jersey was just amended to include psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, I did. Really? 
Oh, yeah. I, I heard about that in Colorado or whatever, but I didn't know they did that in Jersey, too. That's fine. You should have grown your own I would never, ever, ever, ever try psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> I have heard bad things from friends. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I, am, I am exactly the kind of neurotic person that would have the worst trip and peel off all my own skin out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> I would try microdosing psychedelic mushrooms because I hear it's very good for depression. Mm. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like your anxiety would go up, though, huh? Maybe. Uh, one of the new one of the new depression treatments that they do now, uh, especially for people with PTSD, is they uh, get you high on ketamine for an hour. Yeah, I have heard about that. Uh, and then they do that for like six weeks, and then like you get re-upped every couple of years. Did you guys hear the Radiolab episode about LSD ter- LSD trials? No, I've read some things about it though. It's like for psychiatric use, you mean? Yeah, they did. So back in the sixties or whenever it was legal, there was one lab in California that was doing LSD trials. And on this Radio Lab uh, episode, they have the people who are doing the trials and the people who are like part of the study or whatever. And one of the things they did was they had a guy who smoked two packs of cigarettes a day and couldn't stop smoking, and they dosed him with so much fucking LSD that he couldn't like tell where he was or what was happening and they were like hey do you want to smoke a cigarette and he's like yes and then he's like and then they were like no actually you don't ever want to smoke a cigarette again and when he came down he just didn't smoke anymore (laughs) yeah yeah he was like i couldn't tell if it was me saying i didn't want to smoke or if it was another person saying it and now it's in me forever and i just don't want to smoke anymore yeah i remember reading a psychiatrist talking about it and saying trying to help people who had ptsd from war it was like you could just talk to them and be like so how come you have ptsd and they'd be like well uh my platoon had to uh, destroy this village and this is the way i felt about it like suddenly they could just talk in this state about everything that they were thinking that was all the hidden stuff in their subconscious incredible oh, yeah. man I it's mean, a shame think- that we've just lost half a century of uh progress in mental health care because some people were afraid of hippies a while ago yeah, well this is what can- i'm saying about trolls and trolling <laughs> this is the thing well the thing it's with- all connected man the thing with lsd i think at the time is sometimes it could just t- totally fuck you up and they didn't know who or how that that was going to happen to yeah that's true because instead of saying don't smoke cigarettes anymore you could say like hey make children smoke cigarettes and that's your new thing that you do well for some people you just give them lsd and they just fucking never come back their brain just completely goes awol forever oh that's the dream (laughs) oh man i would love that uh Head empty, no thoughts. Too are much we, from too much we, LSD. Are we the most nihilistic podcast on the internet? That can't be I true. Feel, I feel like every time death comes up, at least two of us are like, "Oh man, I wish." Ego death isn't death, Matt. Come on. Well, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Ego death is peace. Finally, a mind at rest. Well, we do talk a lot about how if someone started a cult and was like, hey, you idiots, join this cult, we'd be like, okay, yeah. Just you, Louisa. No, listen to Jeff right now. Jeff totally would sign up for that. I would only join a cult if it was one of the cults where people have uh, sex with each other a lot. That seems like it would cause so many social problems for the cult, though. Not if the leader yeah. said not to. Not if mm, leader, the leader true. said no social problems allowed. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't join one of those cults where everyone has to have sex with the leader who's like some forty-five-year-old neo-Nazi. Mm, but what? That's if it's a, a bad forty-five-year-old like wrestling woman. 
Yeah, Jeff, what about that, Jeff? <laughs> You're asking me, like, uh, what if it's that turf from The Mandalorian? Like, no, I still wouldn't join it. No, I'm saying if Ronda Rousey started a cult, you would join it. I know it. I know well, it, you would. Yeah. Is she a racist? Oh, I don't oh, know. No, is she? She seems like a racist, but I don't oh, think she wow, is. Wow, that is... If she's not, then that's not good. a good thing for you to have said. <laughs> but, like, doesn't it seem like she is... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about her except she was, yeah. she was in Entourage and she did a terrible acting job. So yeah, she she's not good at acting. <laughs> uh, people don't like her in the WWE because she is, she's too bad at acting for the WWE. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. Is Ronda Rousey dead? What? Oh my god, no, what? what? I typed into Google uh, Ronda Rousey racist to see what came up, and the thing, the first thing that came up is Ronda Rousey's demise sparks racism accusations. Oh, they just no, don't know what demise dead. means. Whoever wrote that. Yeah, maybe. What I don't like is that she uh, goes by uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey in the WWE. Uh, that feels, I know Rowdy Roddy Piper agreed to this, but I think it still feels disrespectful. Yeah, I what? don't like it. Why? What? <laughs> That's crazy! I'm on Jeff's side. Why? Because <laughs> Rowdy Roddy sense. Piper is cool, and Ronda Rousey is lame. No one who's ever done wrestling is cool. No one has ever been cool and wrestled. Mm, I like Roddy Piper. I think he's cool. Yeah, he did a pretty good job on It's Always Sunny. I know he's passed on. Since, yeah, but he's he, also... Uh, I think he is the only person who has ever been the star of a movie and a wrestler, and the movie's good. What about The good. Rock? What about The Wrestler? <laughs> and the movie's good. The Rock's been in some good movies, hasn't he? You really like Not that Not as the star. Uh, the star. That Jumanji's fine. Yeah, that's true. That is definitely the best The Rock movie. Okay. What, what about that one where he fights an earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen? I will say, they like they live is better than any The Rock movie. That's fair. What about The Rock? Ooh, that's true. But The Rock's not in The Rock. Yeah, were I there know, any wrestling in it? It's such a good movie. I mean, Nick Cage <laughs> would wrestle you for $15. Oh man, I would love if Nick Cage was in the WWE. It's only a matter of time, Jeff. <laughs> He's like yeah. 68, there's no way. Uh, what are you saying? <laughs> Yeah, what are you saying, Jeff? Because the uh, he's you're talking about a, yeah, you're talking about a form of entertainment where the owner of it regularly has his nose shoved into the butt crack of some guy. <laughs> I can't imagine that Vince McMahon has actually been in the ring in the past fifteen years, right? I don't know. I, mean, I don't keep up with it. I don't know. The problem with gifts is it doesn't tell you when that gift was created. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you just you just see him doing that strut. You don't know when that strut's from. And with, yeah, exactly. with wrestlers, it's impossible to tell if it's anywhere from the 80s to today, because they always look the same. Also, Vince McMahon is a godless, soulless, horrible human being, and oh, yeah. so like when you look at him, you're like, oh, he's like an ancient and unknowable evil. Yeah. Do you, you, do you want to guess how old he is? Uh... <sighs> 72. 1,000 One, years old. <laughs> uh, closest without going over is Louisa. He's Damn 75. It. Damn! He, he, uh, I don't know if he's technically a boomer, because he was born in August of 1945. Yeah, so it's like between... Yes. Boom, 
Oh, you're saying too early, it's, maybe. It's between the victory in Europe and the victory in the Pacific. Right. Oh. So he's like, he's either the earliest boomer or the latest non-boomer. Well, he's certainly not the greatest anything. Are we doing a wiki this week or what's happening? <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, yeah. maybe we should Whoops. <laughs> uh, Yeah, let's talk about you know the what? fanon wiki briefly, yeah. I guess. I yeah, now- say, Jeff, you've assessed them. I trust your judgment. Let's do it. Yeah, okay, especially because go. now we've only got ten minutes to talk about it. Like, let's do the shallowest one possible. Yeah. All right. All right. Fan wiki. Oh, it's all in uh, different rainbow colors uh, in a comic book font, and it has an exclamation point. Uh, your ideas yep. become reality here. And the background is tiled old, uh, I guess, is this Golden Age comics? Silver Age? I don't know the ages. Probably both. It looks like some of each. Yeah, it's definitely uh, from several decades ago, not modern comics. I see Symbiote Spider-Man, which I believe is Silver Age. Okay. Uh, yeah, you must read the wiki, wiki rules in its entirety before editing on this wiki. Meet the staff and join the Discord server. That is all it says under home uh, in huge letters. And then it just says, welcome, we have 35,816 articles since 2006. Uh, This seems to be a mix of Silver Age and Bronze Age comics. What's Bronze Age? I don't even know that one. Bronze Age is when comics really sucked in the 80s. Okay. I don't know when people think comics are good and when they suck. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're, like, reading a comic that came out before, uh, like, 1990 is tough. Reading one that came out before 1980 is impossible. I guess. There's so many funny ones, though. Those are the only ones I've seen. Yeah, what about the ones where, like, Superman enters a pie-eating contest? (laughs) Trying to read anything but the covers of those is just... So boring. That sounds like all comic books to me, though. How dare you? When I was, like, six, we would go and stay with our grandparents in northern England in Mm -hmm. Newcastle, and their house was maybe the least child-friendly house that's ever existed in all of time. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that they had that was at all entertaining, you could either watch episodes of Doctor Who, not the good kind... Oh, no, not the good kind. Uh, or there was, a like, a crate full of comic books from when my dad was a kid. Mm. Oh, and God, was it British comics? Were you reading, like... There, oh, yes, there was oh, lots of that. I read, I read every ep- every issue of, um... Beano? What was the... Dennis was the, the Menace, but the British one? I mean, I did read a lot of that. There was one that was, like, a, a nerd, and the comic was about, uh, let's all fucking wreck this nerd. <laughs> I think you're going to have to be more specific when you're talking about English <laughs> comics. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to look up a list of Beano characters. Give me a second. Yeah. But um, there was also a lot of the, uh, uh, the whatchamacallit, um, comic, the, like Superman and superhero comics from that time that were just like, here in this episode, uh, Superman is buying a used car. I'm not joking. That was one of the ones that was in there. <laughs> yeah. Christ. His name was uh, Walter the Softy. Just so you know, that nerd that everyone wanted to ruin was named Walter the Softy. It's either the Swats versus uh, Spots or whatever they were called. Yes. Part of that? Okay. We were reading some Dan Dare. That's an old British superhero, right? You mean you mean Daring Dan? Nope, Dan Dare. Oh, I don't know that one. Or know. Desperate Dan. Desperate Dan is what I'm thinking of. Mandrake the Magician. Roger the Dodger. Banana Man. <laughs> yeah, it's Did all it good. All. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> yeah. God, Britain sucks. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, I cannot believe Bino was a thing for so long, and maybe still is. <laughs> yeah, well, Bino, so Bino sounds like a pill that you eat to fart less. <laughs> <laughs> it is, first of all. But second of all, uh, it's, it fills the same niche as, like, Dilbert or Garfield comics, where kids are just like, yeah, I want to see some drawings of people. <laughs> That's all kids want. You think Dilbert is for kids? <laughs> the only people reading Dilbert books are kids. Are you crazy? No, don't or, or adults well, with the minds of children. It is now exclusively for like weird right wing chuds. Well, yes. yeah, now, but I mean, the reason Dilbert books ever got made and sold in uh, Borders bookstores is because of kids. Oh that God, were true. kids like I love this workplace comedy? Yes, I was. I have like <laughs> five books of D- of Dilbert in Louisa's house that I hope she's burned. <laughs> imagining a imagining a child reading. Doonesbury, like, ooh, this is trenchant political commentary about no, no. the Vietnam War. <laughs> Doonesbury has way too many words per panel. <laughs> That's why I <laughs> Agreed. didn't like it. Oh, uh, so, there's a- I'm going down a real nostalgia rabbit hole on this list of Bino characters, you guys. Yeah. Bino's still a thing. Bino is still being published. There are 4,000, over 4,000 issues of Bino because it's been running since 1938. Did Bino start with just one artist making all the characters because they are all drawn in exactly the same style? Yeah, probably. So many characters. Uh, So many different types of comic. I remember reading these as a kid and as I was reading them being like, it's not okay that these kids are doing this thing in this comic though, right? (laughs) Yeah, poisoning their teacher. (laughs) There was a, one of those, I'm looking at Bash Street Kids and having a very visceral memory of them making a pie out of human feces and feeding it to someone. Like, also, Amer- American Dennis the Menace would, like, put a whoopee cushion on the front porch. British Dennis the Menace would, like, beat his neighbor's kneecaps off with a baseball bat. Yeah. Sorry, cricket bat. Exactly. Also, it's this weird, timeless, classless uh, setup where they're kids, but they're like the little rascals, kind of, but they go to school, but it's like Cambridge in the 1920s that they go to, like, yes. <laughs> with the buildings and, like, the teachers wearing the full uh, gown and uh, cap at all times. Like, what? You know, exactly. I've, often, I've <laughs> often struggled with trying to figure out the appeal of Archie comics at all, and I wonder if it's because I was exposed to these comics as a kid, and so I was always like, when is Archie going to murder someone? <laughs> yeah, the thing about Archie same- is it was wholesome. Yeah, it's the same exact sort of uh, bad art style <laughs> and bad writing style as Archie, Can I- but it doesn't push any envelopes. Archie doesn't, whereas yeah. Dino was just like, what's the ho- most horrible thing we can put in this comic? Here's the thing. Here's a strange thing in my life. I had known three people who moved to the United States uh, in later childhood or adulthood who read Archie comics somewhere else in the world first and were like, yes, this is what America is like. And that's a very strange <laughs> thing, don't you think? Yeah, that's I don't. I don't think it's entirely wrong, though. I think Archie is usually meant to be reflective of, like, current youth culture, which is why it still exists. Well, you say current youth culture, but really just the 1950s, right? Like, constantly no, recreated. I guess, like, there is still that tinge of nostalgia, but they've modernized it quite a bit. And I yeah. see kids with hashtags on the side of their heads all the time. <laughs> yeah. They it's predicted more relevant the hashtag. Than it ever was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> Have God, they made it's... a joke about hashtags in Archie yet? Have we talked Probably. about this before? Probably. Probably. 
Um, I always, I'm always seeing my students with a flipped inside out uh, fedora with some pins on it. They do love wearing raccoon coats and eating hamburgers. <laughs> saying twenty three skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this wiki does have a tiny bit of information. I'm just going to read the sentence. Uh, this is a wiki about fan created characters, timelines, and anything else about existing storylines. You can create fanon relating to anything. So again, it's like that. Let your imagination run wild, but then they don't really do that at all in the wiki. Just write a book. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, sorry, I'm I, reading. I'm looking at Archie's now and getting really bummed out. <laughs> I remember for a while the uh, the longest piece of English language fiction by a single author was a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction, mm-hmm. and that. I'm pretty sure it was only beaten by another fanfiction, which is so depressing to me, because, like, all of that creative energy, I get that you want to get it out and, like, do it with something, like, make something fun, that like, with a, a thing you already like. But I feel, I feel like now we're missing out on that writer having developed their craft to, like, make uh, wonderful new worlds for us. Have we talked on this podcast before about that guy who, when he died, they found, like, 8,000 pages of, like, the most dense uh, fantasy story in his house, and no one could understand it? Do you know what I'm talking about? George R.R. R. Martin? <laughs> Burn, I got him. made that exact joke last time we brought this up, so... <laughs> Oh, good. We should change this podcast name to Deja Vu the Podcast. <laughs> oh, we all man. have 51st Dates disease about anything we say on this show. Uh, you say we all do, but it's just you, Jeff. <laughs> well, you listen to the show, which is cheating. <laughs> well, yeah, but only the same week it comes out, so it's not like uh, I really get to mm, uh, jog my memory on that stuff. Uh, so I got a random page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's called Selena White and the Seven Tunes. Okay. Seven Tunes. This feels racist. Yeah, it sure does. Um, I guess that's only because there were a lot of racist Snow White parodies in the 40s. Um, I feel like anything to- with the word white in it automatically gets my hackles up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez as Snow White. Okay, so that's why it's called that. Okay. Um, the magic mirror is Scar from The Lion King. Cruella de Vil is the evil queen. I, this, this is what I fucking hate. It's something imaginary, and in this imaginary world they're making a movie, but then in the meta of the movie they're casting other characters as the characters- yeah, I yeah. really want to dive down into when they say Cruella Deville as the queen. What does that yeah. What does that mean? Because is it like a Muppets on Treasure Island thing? I guess that is what it's like, isn't it? <laughs> They're literally imagining Cruella Deville wearing the long black robe and the horned uh, hat, but they didn't draw it. They just wrote down, "Hey, imagine that," though, right? Yeah, but but here's what I'm trying to say: If you put Cruella Deville in the horned hat and the gown. In what way is she Cruella DeVille anymore? Because a lot of these early Disney cartoons look the same except for the clothes they wear. I oh, the horn have... hat was uh, Sleeping Beauty. I'm getting well, it wrong. whatever. It doesn't... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mal- Maleficent is actually, like, a cool character design. The evil <laughs> queen is just nothing. Here's the problem what? with the casting Cruella... I like Cruella... that she's that gross old lady who poisons yeah, that's people. Cool. <laughs> yes. The problem with casting Cruella Deville as the queen from Snow White is the queen is supposed to be the most beautiful woman in the world until Snow White comes along. Did Cruella, Cruella DeVille... Deville ever fit that? I mean, she wants to be glamorous. I think there's a there's some overlap there. 
I yeah. guess so. I guess. Um, I'm really depressed by the, like, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, I have to play with this <laughs> Prince casting. The prince yeah, I is, was just looking at that and being baffled by it. Yeah. I figured it out. Ralph E. Coyote, which means that it's the version of Wile E. Coyote where it's him and the sheepdog and their names are Ralph and Sam and oh, they clock man. in and then do their Looney Tunes bits and then clock out. Oh so, God. wait. <laughs> so what? the prince- you know You know that cartoon, right? Where Wile E. Coyote and the sheepdog talk and they're like co-workers. Yeah, but that's not Wile E. Coyote? I, like, I guess they specifically want the version where his name is Ralph and he's a little more eloquent and speaks a little bit. Fuck, man. (laughs) My god. Like, they don't want, they don't want you to think it's the one that lives in New Mexico and chases the Roadrunner. It's the The guy who plays that role who is also a cartoon coyote. (laughs) When I put in Ralph E. Coyote... The internet was like, no, no, no. You mean Ralph the Wolf. Like, Wiley Coyote was a different Looney Tunes character, but Ralph the Wolf and Sam the Sheepdog were two characters together. So- now hold on a goddamn second! That's not the case! That's what G- Wikipedia is telling me, Jeff, so take it up with fucking whatever the Wikipedia guy's name is. That's insane! That's just Wiley Coyote! It says Ralph- Okay, Ralph Wolf has virtually the same character design as another Chuck Jones character wily coyote yeah what oh he has a red nose nose instead so who is ralph e coyote is this their love child (laughs) is this person (laughs) going one layer further yep i'm going insane i hate that selena gomez has to be romanced by fucking wily coyote can we talk about the fact that selena gomez is the only non-animated person in this list how does this movie work yeah why is why is the genie from aladdin Bashful the dwarf. What? Yes. Good question. Why is the genie <sighs> in this movie? <laughs> what? Why is Bambi in this movie? Like, Bambi should be bashful and the genie should be dopey. Like, why is... <sighs> oh my God. With guest stars Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, actually, I'm coming around now. That's great. Uh, I wish it was this person's crazy mind, but it's a real shame that some movies do say they have guest stars. You can't say that for a movie. You're just doing one thing. It's a movie. They can't be a guest star. That's true. No, I'm fine with, like, and uh, Pepe the Prawn as himself or whatever. I think that's fun. Can we... Can we get into the fact that uh, this this page is categorized in a m- number of different groups? One of them is Disney, one of them is movies, one of them is fake films, fine. Mm-hmm. One of them is 1937. Huh. That's when Snow White came out. I understand, but this isn't Snow White. and Selena This ain't Gomez your daddy's was, Snow White. Selena Gomez was negative 40 years old when <laughs> <laughs> this movie, this fake movie came out. Negative 40. Yeah, you're giving her a generous age. I don't know how old fucking Selena (laughs) Gomez is. She's like, she's like 25. She was like negative 60 when that came out. Who cares? That's not the, yeah, let's all focus on that part of the joke. (laughs) I'm going to. Oh man, I hate this so much. Uh, you can leave comments on this wiki, so I think we should, but- You the- can't. I tried, but Damn you have it! to log in. The one comment that's here- I'm logging in. Is the entire reason the person made this page. It's a fan user saying, Selena Gomez totally looks like Snow White. So. Does she? Now I, I think don't I'm, think so. I'm trying to 
Maybe I just don't know who Selena Gomez is. She was the Witches of Waverly Place, I think. And then she became, um, like, a music star, and then she got an eating disorder. The same way all Disney uh, girls grow up. No, I think you're conflating her with Demi Lovato, who got a, a very bad, like, drug problem and eating disorder. I bet you Selena Gomez did, too. I swear to God, I well, read an article about that. Wow, we are really throwing a lot of shade at celebrity women today. No, I'm, I'm not saying, I think I, I've read I an article Rousey about that. I bet Rousey is a racist, and I bet <laughs> Selena Gomez has an eating disorder. And I swear to God, I read something about that once. First off, I uh, I think the pressure to, pressures are, of celebrity are such that I don't think that it is a negative thing about that person to have an addiction problem or a eating disorder. Yeah. But also, I do think that Ronda Rousey might be racist. <laughs> that might also be true. <laughs> Selena Gomez had lupus and had to have a kidney transplant. Apparently. Oh, damn. Is that I, what you're thinking wow. of? It might be. Like, uh, health problems, it might have been that, actually. Yeah. So I'm sorry to uh, Selena I, Gomez and her estate. I conflate her with Ariana Grande quite often. Yeah, I was just looking at a picture and I was like, I think this might be Ariana Grande, not Selena Gomez in this picture of Selena Gomez. I think people say she looks like Snow White because she has dark hair. That's the main and pretty much only reason. But then for a while when she was younger, she had kind of a Snow White haircut. That's Mm -hmm. fine and true also, but, like, the main thing of Snow White, like, the thing that is her name is the fact that she has extremely pale skin, which Selena Gomez just doesn't have. Yeah, this person isn't thinking through any of this nonsense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Who do we- alright, who are we casting in the live-action Disney Snow White where all the dwarves are different cartoon characters? Uh, can I say Brendan Fraser? (laughs) Yeah, he's got to be yes. in there. Of course he does. Yes, I'll absolutely. allow it. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was I was about to say Lily Collins, but I'm pretty sure she already played Snow White in a movie. Yeah, all I can think of was Kristen Stewart, who also played Snow White in a movie. <laughs> Kristen Stewart was the first thing I thought of, and then was like, wait, wasn't she already Snow White? How about Lily Collins? Wait, damn it! <laughs> it's almost like Timothy, it's not important. How about Timothy Chalamet? As Snow White? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think to- Timothy Ch- Chalamet could be a good Snow White actor. Who's his Who's his Prince Charming? Mm, Oscar Isaacs. Oh, the age difference there, though, right? Singular, not plural. Yeah, but that's Timothy Chalamet's thing. He's in the age gap gay movies. I mean, I that's guess. True? Well, just the one, I guess. So, for this uh, casting, they've cast Scar from The Lion King as the Magic Mirror. If we're going to have Timothy Chalamet be Snow White, I'm saying the uh, evil monarch should be Jeremy Irons. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, is Jer- does Jeremy Irons suck shit? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, I mean he's absolutely. not great, but I, I thought we were I don't think that he's here. Yeah, I don't think he's unhirably great, and also we're pretending it's a universe where he's good. Who am I thinking of that really sucks shit? I don't know. It could the be guy so who many did people. Hades. Uh, oh, James Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah James Woods. He's, he sucks shit. Yeah, okay. he's very bad. He's un he's unhirably bad. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think Jeremy Irons is just terrible in in a general way, <laughs> in the way that you're used to from older actors. I guess. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> depressing. I mean, is he bad? Or he might be fine. Who uh, knows? Anyway. This is only a personal thing, but I know he told his son, who is an actor who has starred in several things, uh, that he shouldn't be an actor because he was no good. That might be true. <laughs> That's a <laughs> shitty thing for your father to say. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great dad, but if it's, <laughs> what if it's true? What if he needed to hear it, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I've seen his son in some things. He did a good job. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I remember when Jeff and I went to see uh, Patrick Stewart's son in a play in New Jersey, and Patrick Stewart was there, and Patrick Stewart seemed very bored. 
No, he was laughing and going, yes! <laughs> ah, the definitely time. not what happened, Jeff. <laughs> It was actually only during the uh, the scenes with the character that he played on uh, in on the East End. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea, Jeff, that you're implying that Patrick Stewart was laughing and clapping along like a child to a Winter's Tale. <laughs> he absolutely Yay, did laugh way too loudly at several jokes. I mean, that's probably true. Yes. Okay, I got a random page, and my random page. Was oh yeah. Uh, Conan the World, 2018 film. Okay. Which I guess is, like, a Conan movie. Oh, is this when, um, the one with, uh, what's-his-face from Game of Thrones did? Jason Momoa. Yeah. Is this that? I don't know. Is this a real film, or is this an imaginary film? Is what I don't know. I think... This is an imaginary film. They never made a sequel to uh, Conan the Barbarian. So okay, but this has somebody else as Conan. So I don't even Henry know. Henry this... Rosales Torres. Who the hell is that? I yeah. have no idea. The, there's only three people in the cast, and I've never heard of any of them. Hey, here's a problem. Google also hasn't heard of this person. <laughs> Maybe it's their friend. I guess so. The first result is a is a person's Facebook profile. Just a guy. The third the third result is a different fanon wiki. Is this a fan fictional actor? Oh my god. Yeah, I bet it is, because I looked up um uh the two other ones. King Arthur is played by Daryl Swaby, and that is Frank the Detective, NYPD detective in film non DC comics movie is the results I got on that. So none of these people are real people? At all? Yeah, Eric's, uh, Irvin Swaby is uh, A, not a person, and B, a terrible fake name. <laughs> is he related to Daryl Swaby? I wonder. Yeah. Dude. It'd be so interesting if the main antagonist, King Arthur, was played by the father or brother of the guy playing Lord the Barbarian. Is King Arthur in the <laughs> Conan the Barbarian stories? No. They take place on the uh, in the far-off world of uh, Hyboria. Hi- yes. Uh, which is not anything like uh, King Arthur times, which take place hey. in the far-off land of England. Hey, Lord the Barbarian is a stupid name for a character in a Conan the Barbarian. Yes, agreed. Uh, I've never seen any of the Conan the Barbarian movies or read any of the comic books. I I read. Wasn't there like a novel series? I read one of the. Yeah, novels, they were they were novels first, and then yeah. they were comics many many times, like in the fifties and seventies and nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I, Marvel actually just got the rights back and is doing it new again. I think I read Conan the Barbarian, the first one, when I was a kid, and I got it from the library, and as I finished reading it, I was like, they should absolutely not have let me check this out of the library, because there's (laughs) so much fucking in the book. (laughs) There's so much! Yeah, so this imaginary film was directed by Eli Roth, how about that? Okay. Where does it say that? (laughs) It's in categories, films directed by Eli Roth. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah, produced Produced by by Deborah Snyder. Yep, it's a war film. Oh yeah, what I see it was produced by is. Zach and Deborah Snyder. Yep. So, it's rated PG-13, so you know there's going to be one boob in it. <laughs> uh, it's called Conan the World, with no punctuation. What do we think that means? Is that supposed to be a pun that I, I was, can't figure out? I was trying to figure out if this is supposed to be a Spice World tie-in in some <laughs> way. Is that possible? <laughs> Hmm, is Meatloaf in this? Can we get Meatloaf as King Arthur? Conans of the world, spice up your life! (laughs) 
Jeff, uh, Jeff, can you put that song at the end of the episode? Yeah, please? Jeff, put that song at the episode. What song? <laughs> Uh, so I got um, a random page. Oh, do we want to talk more about Conan? I just, like, I think it's trying to follow the naming convention of, like, Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and, uh, whatever, the Conan the Conqueror. But those but are all things the, a person can be. Yeah, that's something Conan is. Is Conan- Oh, wait, wait! Mm-hmm. Does this movie yeah, it, take place on Conan's body? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, Ego the Living Planet. Yes! Conan. Oh my god, now I'm into this again. <laughs> I'm having a lot of turns of opinion on this episode, I'm noticing. Yeah, without any input from the wiki, because it doesn't give you any information about what kind yeah, of... Yeah, but this is what fandom is. is all about, Louisa, sparking yeah. imagination. It's very true. You imagine it. Uh, so I got a random page, okay. and I got excited at first because it's a script, and I thought maybe we could read some of it, but it is so long, that's a terrible idea. And my page is The Ultimate Veggie Tales Song Countdown Transcript. And you can scroll way, way down to see who plays what role, but this is casting the VeggieTales characters from people such as Grover from Sesame Street and Fievel Mouskowitz from, uh, Fievel Goes West and Fievel, what's the, uh, American Tale. An American Tale. Tale. I can remember the name of the first one. Yeah. So it's that shit. And it's so long. I'm gonna die. (laughs) I, I'm trying to, like... I've heard Veggie. I've never seen one second of Veggie Tales, so I don't know. But I've heard that it's bad. And is this the level of dialogue they have in Veggie Tales? Because it seems insane. It's like the rantings of a lunatic. Grover, all you did was order Chinese. Tony, hey, it's hard to say Muku Gai Pan. Whoop! I did it again. I'm beat. What? What are you saying? <laughs> it's like. It's like. I can't remember where the joke is from, but somebody once said that uh, all 80s TV shows were just people rushing on stage to try to say as many catchphrases as possible before the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, Fievel's uh, well-known catchphrase, here, have a wonton. <laughs> yes. I don't know why they've recast Fievel Mousekowitz as yeah. Tara Strong, because, like, he's had a consistent... Like, he has had two voice actors, and both of them have been adult men. Yeah, I don't understand why there's a voice cast for this. If- Just like- Oh, sorry. If they're animated, we don't see them anyway. We don't see Grover, then why does it have to be Grover? Yeah, so this is what I want to say. Uh, similarly to Cruella DeVille earlier, in what way is this VeggieTales? If none of the characters from VeggieTales are in it, and none of the voice actors from VeggieTales are in it, and it's not already based on a VeggieTales script? Yeah. Yeah. Is is this VeggieTales? And, like, how? Yeah, I noticed right away, first line, Grover says, Ahoy there, mateys, Captain Grover here. So he uses his name, Grover, and does not (laughs) pretend to be the character from VeggieTales. Now listen. Oh, I would like to. I, I would like to apologize to the Fievel fandom. Uh, Fievel was uh, voiced by a little boy, not an adult man. Okay. Um, I love Grover and anything that gets him work. I'm on board with. So I guess you know he's got to do what he's got to do. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he needs to get that paycheck. I yeah. Guess so guess. For his rubber ducky? Is that his dependent? Is that his only dependent? Maybe. I'm just saying that a lot of us sort of developed our body shape based on watching Grover as a child. You know, that big (laughs) pot belly and weird spindly arms. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. No, Grover's Grover's tall, right? He seems like the tallest Muppet. I mean, he's way shorter than an adult human on the show, though. He's definitely shorter than Big Bird. Well, I mean, like, the ones that aren't uh, like towering Infernos. people in suits. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not. He's about the same height as all the other Muppets, so that's fine. Hmm, weird. But even if he was, I, that would just reinforce my body dysmorphia that I just look like Grover. Maybe every time I look in the mirror, I just see Grover. Is that what's happening? Are you wearing an old-timey uh, night helmet when you're looking in the mirror? <laughs> is an important question. I mean, not all the time. <laughs> Okay. Every time I look in the mirror, I see Grover Cleveland. Mm. <laughs> you have that luxurious mustache, though. <laughs> yep. yep. Always yeah. wearing a bow tie. Am I thinking yep. of the right one? Grover Cleveland. You have to look him up. Yeah, he has a big mustache. You're right. Okay, but yeah. also, like, they kind of all did, right? No, uh, facial hair is considered untrustworthy for a lot of those presidents. Although I guess that's maybe the latter half of the 20th century. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that wasn't, like, um, Hoover the first person to not have a mustache or somebody. I don't remember. <laughs> I think there was a weird thing where it was like George Washington through Thomas Jefferson didn't have facial hair, and then everyone had facial hair all the way up until, like, JFK or somebody. I don't know. Um, he was born in Caldwell, New Jersey, and he died in Princeton, New Jersey. I know where those places are. Oh, you know what? Lincoln didn't have a mustache. He only had the chin strap. I hate oh, that. I hate that so much. It's the most viscerally yeah, really upsetting bad. choice of haircut. It's, like, it's like someone's drawn a circle around his head. <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. No. To, to upset no. Louisa. It's the worst thing. Nothing can be worse. Yeah, I want to bother you. <laughs> you can shave a tonsure into your head, and it would look better than this. <laughs> what if I shave a tonsure into my head and then t- glue that hair onto my chin? <laughs> I hate it. All right, are we done? I think so. Yeah, I'm done with this. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. Uh, we are approaching a new format change as we get up to episode 100. So this is a great time to get on board and uh, celebrate the last of us getting angry at kids writing fan fiction on the internet. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us. You just need to send us a uh, direct message on Mastodon to get an invite. Uh, I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK. JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. And you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Do your job! Look at these pictures again. What's the game where he was sexy enough for the internet to be like, yes, please? All of them. <laughs> no, um, he was definitely just literally a pig in some of the early ones. I'm gonna say Wind Waker was where he turned that corner because okay. he was dummy thick in that game. <laughs> okay, he's got. Uh, I don't know. He's. I think that that is the least sexual Ganondorf. He's got very much like Uncle Iroh energy in that one. I mean, like. Literally, if you look at Ganon from Ocarina of Time, he looks like a mosquito because he's so <laughs> angular and his nose is so long. Yeah.
<laughs> it's it's a little distressing. Uh, I think Twilight Princess is the one people are most thirsty for because he has the like thick dad legs, but also like his face looks like maybe more of a human face than a pigeon face. Also, mm-hmm. he turns into a massive shadow pig, and isn't that what we all really want out of a partner? Oh yeah, even the pig form instead of being like a gross pig is like a sleek werewolf pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, we need to stop talking about this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're Hi, all getting too back. horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, Jeff, not only did you do your drop mat, you ruined his flow because he's not going to come really, back from that. You really did. <laughs> Whoops. There was a period where every single week you guys yelled at me for not starting the show early enough, and since then I've been, like, like waiting in eager anticipation after we hit, like, four minutes for a pause so that I could start the show. And then every time there's a pause just long enough, I start, and you guys are like, oh, actually, my dumb opinion, like, fuck off. <laughs> Matt, you have to realize when you say a pause long enough that that doesn't actually happen for the rest of us. It doesn't happen the same way. We're not all yeah, in the same I, room listening to the same pauses. Yeah, I know, but you guys know what I'm doing. It's not like I'm surprising you. Yeah, you are. Every time we're surprised because we forget we're doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. 